reminder today that there will be a baseball game with the camp from across the lake, followed by a showing of the Sandlot to celebrate our victory. So come out, show your support, and let's give them hell. Retro Club, we're your hosts, Megan. And John. And we cannot catch a break. No, coming uh, down with something. Uh, well, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, we both got this weird cough, so like we're going to try not to die in your ears. But also, we finally got our um, electricity back from that storm. Yeah. And then not a week later, we lost... <laughs> We lost our central air. <laughs> yeah, we've been out without air conditioning for quite a while. And actually, today is actually the day it's gotten fixed. So Yes, thank God. Yeah. Considering the weather every day is like in the 90s. This has been the worst. Just how Indiana is, we don't get a break when it comes to the weather. It's either going to rain or it's going to be insanely hot. The humidity here has been gross. Really gross. Yeah. Um, what, what's going on though? What else is going on? I, sorry, I guess I asked you and then I immediately started telling you something. I've been reading, uh, that Jonah Hill is not a good guy. I kind of got that feeling about him anyway. That's why I don't trust anybody in Hollywood. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to tread lightly. I'm not saying I... That his ex-girlfriend is wrong. The one who came out. she He's got this ex-girlfriend surfer chick that he dated. And then they broke up. Because he just had a baby with his current girlfriend. Okay. And she decided to come out and say that he was like super controlling and toxic. And he gaslit her and all this stuff. Which she has the receipts to prove. So I'm not calling her a liar. But she's like, I just wanted to wait until after he had the baby so I didn't cause any undue stress. I'm like, girl, he has a one-month-old. Yeah, that's... It's going to be undue stress no matter when you post it now. It's stress. It's stressful. Not only that, like, you're worried about his feelings? I don't know. They, she says they know. were still friends, but then, like, even <clears throat> when they tried to stay friends, it wasn't... It was a weird friends with benefit. That, I don't know. I don't know. But It's yeah. just weird because we're even bringing up Jonah Hill. Like, oh, as far as like he he's in movies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then I thought it was ironic that I saw a poster for "This Is the End," and I thought someone had posted it ironically because of the whole situation, but uh-huh. it, it was just a trending thing, and it's like Jonah Hill as Jonah Hill, and this is the end, and oh, it's yeah. all this fire behind him, and I was like, yeah, that's about right. That's what he's gone through right now, because turns out he is super insecure. But there's. I don't think that it's just that I think he's controlling. I think he's had a complex his whole life. And I don't mean that because he was big. So let's not go into that. I think he comes from the Hollywood system. So he automatically assumes he can get certain things and say certain things to people. I'll just go ahead and say it. No, I, yeah, he's been in Hollywood for a while. So he's got that complex. Um, I think it does come from being overweight, being the fat, funny guy for so long, too. Just as someone who has also grown up overweight, it's like you have all these insecurities that you probably project onto your friendships and relationships. And he's just doing that, but at a Hollywood level. So it's like 
over the top. It's crazy. Maybe. I just, John Candy seemed to do okay with it. That's not saying every <clears throat> fat person is controlling and gaslighting people. I'm, I mean, I hope I'm a decent person. <laughs> but yeah. I hope there's not another big Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Um, anyway, I don't know what else is going on in movies, music, and that's, that's like the only thing I've seen recently is the Jonah Hill drama. Honestly, not a lot. Um, the new Indiana Jones movies tanking. I don't even know what's opening against, but I feel really bad. This is a Uh, bad way for Indiana Jones to go out. There's a new Insidious movie. Um, what else did we see? There's a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, well, that's not fair. There's a comic book movie every like month and a half. And they dominate and it's stupid. <laughs> yes. Cause I'm, I would literally give like my right arm, left leg, and then another, uh, uh, an appendage by choice. Possibly testy. <laughs> yes. Just for anything that's not a comic book movie. Yeah. Literally anything. Well, we have not a comic book movie for you today. I found something out, though. Oh. I will say this. Okay. Did you know that Disney owns the the rights to Titanic? It doesn't surprise me. Part of me, like, my immediate thought was, <gasps> but then, no. I, I don't know. And I thought there was, uh, someone was telling me about a trailer that came out today. I'll go ahead and get into this. It was for a Willy Wonka movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said it's something a prequel. about that. Uh, <clears throat> see, but the... The Johnny Depp one, they did try to like throw in a background to Willy Wonka why he's so crazy because his dad was a dentist. I never, That's just, I don't think I fully watched that movie. It freaks me out. It's all, it also sucks. <laughs> it's just unsettling. Oh, it's not he, good. It is an unsettling watch. The kids are like annoying as hell. I can't deal with them. Johnny Even Depp for is. T- for Tim Burton, it, it's so out of his wheelhouse. That's why I hate that he's done like the Alice in Wonderland movies and stuff like that. When he's doing his creative stuff, like that comes from his mind, it's so much better. Mm-hmm. Like Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, stuff like that. Huey's Big Adventure. Well, we can talk about a movie we do like. <laughs> do are you, we? Are we ready to get into it? Yeah, I'm ready to get into it. All right. I think enough ranting. We should talk about okay, something about. Just kidding. Before, <laughs> before we get into this, this kind of plays into what we're getting ready to talk about, but. There's the first father and son duo in MLB history to both win a home run derby. Not like today now? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. It, it happened at this uh, past weekend's All-Star game. Well, that's what I meant now. I thought yeah, I didn't no, know well, you were I thought you meant the like movie. the here and now. No, not at this very moment as we're at recording. This moment. All right. Can I talk about the movie now? Yeah. Maybe, perhaps. I just wanted to bring up dingers because I love home runs. All right. <laughs> This week, we are finally covering, because we told you like four weeks ago we were covering this, and then we didn't. We're finally covering The Sandlot. Yay! Mm-hmm. 1993's The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. It is from 93. It is. It's rated PG, so we are going back to like uh, family-friendly movies. It's been a minute since we've done one, I think. Has it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, I guess we did Great Outdoors. That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's a family movie. That was fine. Sleepaway Camp was not. <laughs> no. Xanadu's like a... Yeah, I guess they could. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. You can watch Xanadu. All right, this then I like. weird. I think it's time to go to a horror movie then. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I said, we've been doing all these not family friendly. They all are. <laughs> we got to do something. Oh, we did Spree. That was our last movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fresh, fresh in my mind. Okay. The fresh movie. Let me give you a quick synopsis of The Sandlot if you've forgotten after the last... Ooh, 30, 30 years. years. 
Yikes, this movie is 30 years old this year. Actually, it turns 30 years old. Oh, it just did. April 7th, 1993 was the mm-hmm. release date. It has a runtime of an hour and 41 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yay. And I said it was rated PG. Okay, now let me give you a synopsis. Go ahead. When Scotty Smalls moves to a new neighborhood, he manages to make friends with a group of kids who play baseball at the Sandlot. Together, they go on a series of funny and touching adventures. The boys run into trouble when Smalls borrows a ball from his stepdad that gets hit over a fence. Well, that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole premise. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that is a good one. Yeah. It doesn't give too much away. It gives you a little, no. little sneaky peek there. No, that's, that's not bad. Um, this movie's really weird. I don't, weird? I, I can remember watching it so much growing up, mm-hmm. but I don't ever remember seeing a trailer for it or anything, or anything like that growing up. Do you? No, um, <coughs> I don't. I don't remember seeing it. That's why, I like, when the movie first came out, I was kind of bummed that we didn't go to the theater to see it because I literally don't remember a trailer or anything for it. I mean, it has one. I just never watched it. Uh, it had a budget of $7 million. James Earl Jones money. Mm-hmm. It made its money back. It did very well. It made... Oh, I just lost it. It made $34.3 million. Oh, so it almost quadrupled its money. That is a uh, actually yeah. it did quadruple its money. Yes, it did. That's pretty good. That is for the time, ninety three. Mm-hmm. There would have been a ton of sports movies then. It was. Oh man, Rudy would have came out. In uh, ninety three. Yes. Well, let's see. We've got. Uh, it was directed by David Evans, mm-hmm. which he directed like all the Beethovens, like the big Saint Bernard dog. <laughs> he, yeah, David Evans. I think he he's more known for his writing. He he's wrote a lot of scripts for movies. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, he's been involved in these movies. I don't know if he mm-hmm. necessarily directed them. I think this might have been his uh, first directed movie. The uh, first kid with Sinbad. <laughs> he was. A That's part not of a bad that. movie. But then it also has him attached to National Lampoon's Barely Legal that came out in 2003. Like, what a what a weird That's step. Not, yeah. <laughs> I don't know unless he helped write the script or complete it or something. I don't know. Um, so, being a kid's movie, it is mostly a kid's cast. Yeah. Uh, it's What's it listed as? Is it just... Like the genre? Sports adventure? The genre of the movie, it's listed as sport family. Oh, you got to put adventure in there. <laughs> got to. So, yeah, all the besides Small's parents and what Jane a weird Will pairing. Jones. What? His parents. You got oh, yeah. the woman from Indiana Jones, like Indiana Jones freaking side piece. Mm-hmm. And then Dennis Larry. I never understood Dennis Larry getting like cast in movies because he was like a dirty comedian. Oh. So seeing him play like a stepdad. And he's That's, like really yeah. clean cut and stuff. It's it's awkward. Mm-hmm. But seeing a uh, old girl from Scrooge, mm-hmm. that's that seems like her role. Yeah, I guess we'll knock the adults out then. So Dennis Leary, you just said mm-hmm. um, Karen Allen. Karen is Allen, her name. And then we had Art Lafleur who played the Babe. Yeah, man, he's one of those guys. He has that face. You've seen him and stuff, but you can't ever freaking remember can't what it is. Place it, yeah. And then you know what um, I remembered him from? Hmm. What's that movie with Pauly Shore? We're in the army now. Almost everywhere Pauly Shore's in the army. Oh, he was in Field of Dreams. Uh, yeah, he's one of the ones that, coming out of cornfields. He was in Cobra. Oh yes, he's the uh, he's a department head. Mm-hmm. He was in Trancers and Trancers too, which I've not. 
I don't even know what that is. And Transfer's City of Lost Angels, which came out like way, way later. Those were 80s movies. And then Lost Angels came out in 2013. Like what the hell? Hey, he's in The Replacement. Yeah. Um, oop, that was the chair. I promise. <laughs> um, James Earl Jones, which like, of course, he plays Mr. Myrtle. He's great in everything. You know what? We know him as the voice of Mufasa. He was. You mean in... the voice of Vader? Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm just listing. Mo- I got out one movie and you cut me off. He's in other stuff. I know, but the first thing I think of when I think of James Earl Jones is always going to be Vader. He even did. Uh, what is that? Is it Navigation as Vader? Okay. He was also in Coming to, to America. America. My son works. He's He's been in a few things. You know his voice. It's fine. Oh, I love James Earl Jones. He's so, he has a kind smile. Mm-hmm. And then any other adults that, I think we covered like the important adults. There's really not adults in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I the, just said them all. <laughs> is uh, Wendy Peppercorn technically an adult? No, she would have been a... Like 16, 17? Yeah, she was a teenager. She wasn't an adult. She's played by Marley <laughs> Shelton, which I couldn't tell you anything else. Marley she's... Shelton? I thought that was Heather Graham. It says Marley Shelton. Wow, she looks, a lot like, she looks a lot like Heather Graham. She was in the new Scream, 2022 Scream. She would have been someone that got killed off. It must have. She was also in Scream 4. What? And Scream 6? She's in the newest Scream? No. So I'm she's confused. in it. Who is she playing? She's the, she's the cop mom. The, the son you like from uh, that really bad uh, show. The, he get, has blonde hair. That gets narrows stabbed it down. Mouth. You hate like, gets, all my I shows. I know. He gets stabbed to the mouth in the new Scream movie. Not Scream 6, the one before it. I don't know. Moving on to the kids. <laughs> we got Mike Vitar, who plays um, Benny. Very good actor. I like him a lot in this. Patrick Renna, who played... Re- Ham. Renna? Renna. Okay. I think that's right. Yeah, he plays Ham, Hamilton. <clears throat> he has cast his whole life around this movie. I mean, he's got one of the most iconic... I mean, not most iconic, but a very iconic line that gets like put on everything, set and mm-hmm. everything. Uh, Marty York plays Yeah, Yeah, which he looks totally different now. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Can yeah, I- yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Does he look like he's on drugs? No, he's, it looks like he's doing well for himself. Okay. I mean, he definitely looks like uh, probably like Jersey Shore. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, he does. Meg. <laughs> uh, who else we got? Chauncey Leopardi. Leopardi plays Squints. Is that really his name? Mm-hmm. And he... <laughs> he looks the same. He I looks see... the same. Yeah. <laughs> he, even wearing his hat backwards still and got the Coke bottle... Frame glasses. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Tom Geary played Smalls, Scotty Smalls. I don't remember him from anything else. Um, he Lassie. Oh my Didn't watch it. God, that was him. It all comes full circle. That was a what? traumatizing movie. The Mudge Boy. That is such an obscure movie. That movie terrified me. We'll have to talk about it another time. Ugh. I just got like Ugh, flashbacks were flashbacks there. Oh, okay. Anyway, wow, sorry, I'll reel it in. He was also in Yonkers Joe. Don't know what the hell that is. Black Irish, The Black Donnellys, a lot of weird black movies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, I, I realize that's not what I'm <laughs> I'm a dear Christmas. Um, Let's see where you're going with that, Meg. Well, here you go. There's Shane Obedzinski. 
plays repeat Tommy repeat. Oh, the little kid. Mm-hmm. He is a hideous looking adult. Yeah, he's not very good looking. He looks like a turtle. <laughs> anyway, there's more kids. I'm not gonna get in all the kids. We got the mo- the majority. We got the good ones because we got to get this rolling. We gotta move. Got gotta things go, to gotta talk go. about. Um, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I cover everything? Synopsis, cast, crew, budget, box office. I think mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah, I really need to start framing movies that movies come out against, just so we can see where it placed at the box office. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look more into the uh, Tom Geary who played uh, Smalls because if this is his mugshot. What a sucky name. Scotty Smalls. (laughs) For headbutting somebody? He, okay, whatever. You all. (laughs) I got some stuff to put in the trivia about him. So don't, don't even feel bad that you just showed me that photo. Great. Okay. Let's talk about our favorite parts of this movie, shall we? <laughs> yeah. I, I've started every one of them. You should start this one. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say that. Um, all right. So I think I'm going to start with... I want to start with kind of the beginning. Um, when Smalls first gets to uh, meet the kids. When he goes out to the the actual sandlot and sees them playing. And... The thing is, this is similar to a movie we've done in the past where you have a narrator. It's like a, oh my God, I just blanked on it. Like Stand by me. Mm-hmm. Where you've got the narrator who's Richard talking, Dreyfus. he's talking about it, um, looking back on his childhood. Yeah. And it's, it's from Small's point of view. Yeah. It's just growing up and having, going back into your memories. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he moves to this new neighborhood. He find he follows the kids to the sandlot, watches them play baseball. And he's just so awkward when he starts like it painfully awkward. He has a plastic baseball mitt that his grandma grandma gave him. You took shots at his hat in his hat. He's wearing a fishing hat. And the bill on it is as long as his face. (laughs) It's ridiculous. The reason it has the long bill is because when you're sitting out on a boat, all you catch is the glimpse off the water. So it's meant to try to take some of the glare. Yeah. Well, it's a fishing hat, not a baseball hat. I know. So, I yeah. Told you. And he's wearing a button down tucked into jeans or like dress pants. And yeah. He, he's an only child. He's he really doesn't smart. know. His mom wants him to get out there and make friends. And you just, just say it for what he is. He's a nerd. Yeah. And I just feel bad because I'm like, man, I am that awkward kid. Nerd. <laughs> like, he's really good with stuff. We'll get into that. We'll just get into that. So that's just your first glimpse of Smalls and how he's just anything but athletic. And his mom is like, go out there, make friends. And his dad, <laughs> who's a big baseball guy, is just like, or stepdad, excuse me. His stepdad's like, Mleh. and he doesn't really have this close relationship with Smalls. So it sucks. Yeah. My first uh, part of this, that I'll, the, I'll, I'll choose first, is uh, when his dad's setting up his uh, parlor room. Oh, uh-huh. And he has all this baseball memorabilia going up. He has a few signed balls, so you know he's a definite baseball fan. Does it say what he does for a li- Do they say what he does for he a He travels, so I'm, I think he's he's an insurance guy. Something I didn't like that. know. I didn't know if he did something with sports, and that's why he happened no. to have all the sports stuff. Or no, he just happens to be a really big fan. Oh, okay. Well, and it was not his baseball; it was his dad's baseball. His step, so the stepdad's dad. Dad's, yeah. Okay. Stepdad, daddy. Yeah, and you get to see that first uh, 
This is interaction, interaction between. Yeah, it's and a it, good scene because what he's that's when Small sticks his head in and he's like, "Do you want to play catch tomorrow?" And he's like, and he tries calling eh, him dad. Sure, he does call him dad, and he his his stepdad says like, "Huh, what?" Not because yeah. he called him dad, because he really didn't hear him, and so Smalls like corrects himself. He's like, uh, "I mean." <laughs> and then says whatever his name is, which I can't think of. Mom's husband. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. Yeah, it's, I'm. I really dig this scene. Um, there's also like that feeling you get from being a kid, like the first time you see like your dad putting his st- their stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like it, it takes me back to that every time I see it. It's really cool. It's a good moment. Well, my second moment. Gosh. <coughs> There's so <laughs> I can go out of order, I guess. Like I'm going through. I'm the not movie going in order. Well, yeah, I know, because I never. One day I'll probably sit down and try to actually like put it from my not least favorite, but like number five to actually number one and rank them. Mm-hmm. But I just pick. I like picking at random. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna go with when they have the. Um, Oh God! I do, am I gonna do the second? Yeah, when they have the sl- uh, sleepover, I was gonna call it a slumber party. They call it a campout. Yeah, don't call it a slumber party. So <laughs> boys don't do that. The boys, which what year is it set in again? Is 1962. it the 60s? Okay, they they call it a campout. So all these boys, a group of however many boys, eight of them, nine. Yeah, nine, nine boys. For a team. They have a campout in the treehouse, somebody's treehouse. I don't know. And Squints tells the story of the um, the beast. The beast. <laughs> and the thing is, like, they're just up in this treehouse, and just across the fence is the beast. Yeah, and I just love his storytelling because you do get the flashback of like the actual cops and mm-hmm. this dog eating like it, a dinosaur-sized rib, and <laughs> it's all over the top. Yeah, you get it. Looks like something out of like a like a kid's memory. Yeah, it's definitely being told through a child's eyes and how they over-exaggerate things. Forever. <laughs> Why does his lip curl like that? That's what I was going to say. I still say that. Forever. <laughs> yeah, like that, that last part of that. Out. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, my smoker's long. I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> when I laugh. <laughs> 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 um, you won't always die from tobacco. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yes, I remember. <laughs> get yourself some cookies that cool in on the sink. <laughs> Grandma's diet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta take a really, gotta take a puff right through your neck. Ooh, gross. Anyway, yeah, I just like that scene where he tells the story and it's very over the any, top. You ever do anything freaky with that thing? John. <laughs> Who uh, Quagmire? Yuck. Anyway, I like that scene. I think it's fun. It is. That's a really good scene. Good call. Oh. I'll, I'll save it as a there's so much that happens in that scene because the yeah there's a lot i forgot okay i'll you know what? i'll make it a second you know what second. no go ahead go ahead and just bring it in there because it's, it's part of that scene i, I don't know. take it from you i realize that now um before they tell the story uh ham asks smalls you want a s'more and small he is so how is this child so shel- <laughs> sheltered i'll never know how's he so smart but then like so like he's book smart, but oh my he's gosh, yeah, he's streetwise. He's dumb. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Every, every time they were talking about something, they're expecting everybody to be quiet, and Small's like, "Huh?" I know. They ask him, "You want a s'more?" And he says, "S'more what?" And they're like, "A s'more." 
well, I haven't had anything. I can't have s'more of anything. And I have I'm just like, nothing. oh my God. And he goes, first you take the gram. And he tells <laughs> him like how to make a s'more. And it's then wonderful. And then I want a s'more. Take really the chocolate. Bad. Yeah. You then put it you roast on the, the gram. He doesn't even call it a marshmallow. It's a mallow. A mallow. Then you take the other, gra- the top gram. Mm-hmm. You smush it down. Then you eat. <laughs> I know I didn't say exactly what he said, but (laughs) oh, and that's the infamous line. That's the one where every it's printed on T-shirts and everyone says it. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. He says it several times through the movie, but that's (laughs) one of the times he says it. All right. That's my really long scene. Okay. My next scene is the scene where they go to the fair or carnival. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Okay. Because you never did like went out with your friends had a good time and then you just did something to bond. I didn't chew or smoke or nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> but I have gotten on rides with people and gotten sick. Don't forget me and Bill almost died at a theme park. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a theme park, but I was at a Girl Scout luau and I See? was sick before I went, but I was like, I don't want to miss the luau. And I went and I just drank fruit punch because I thought that would be safe instead of eating. And then I threw oh. a fruit punch everywhere. <laughs> Never invited back. No, I hated Girl Scouts. <laughs> that was like my one and only year doing Girl Scouts. Were you picturing tequila playing in your head? Just oh, like no. Scene? Tequila, no. Mm-mm. I don't even know how old I was. <laughs> I mean, the movie was obviously out at that time. but No, I, I'll never forget that. Like, we were Where were we at? It was Kings Island in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Me and Bill were getting on a ride, and they wanted to put us at the very end of it. It was one of those ones where your feet hang, mm-hmm. but then you're like, the things lifted all the way in the air. So we were at the front of it looking down at the ground and then we heard it unclip. Oh no. So we both hugged it for dear life. Oh no. <laughs> I think the girl got panicked too, but she still let the ride go. The girl running the ride? Yeah. No. Bill remembers that still to this day too. Um. Anyway, yeah, that scene. So, you, I mean, doesn't it gross you out though when they take the chewing tobacco and get on that ride? After having the daughter we have, nothing grosses me out anymore. Nope, still grossing me. <laughs> no, it can. I've I've been on rides. Oh my gosh, we'll just get into a ride about like going to the fair. So, oh, okay. when my mom and all of her sisters, we all got the kids and everybody together. This is when I was little, mm-hmm. so I was right around this age, and we all got on that th- one of those things that spin with the chains. With the chain, where you sit in like yes. the cage, and then it and pushes we had you like cor- we ate it. like corn dogs and stuff that were just fresh, no. stuff like that. So, and got on this ride, and we were all all sick people throwing up in chairs and everything i no, swear at, your whole family yes every single one of us <laughs> every single one of us got sick single-handedly your family <laughs> yes th- we threw up everywhere and that guy wouldn't turn the ride off ew you guys are nasty my aunt went and threw over the side of it my aunt carol sat next to my mom and then they both threw up in front of themselves on themselves oh god i'll never forget that for the rest of my life that is a true who true caused- as the day is long story. Who caused the chain reaction? Was it Juanita? No, it was the ride. <laughs> I know, but who's, who threw up first and then everyone followed I don't suit? know, Megan. I was feeling so sick. I, had, <laughs> I think I threw, threw up backwards. I don't oh. even think I went. I think I threw my head over my shoulder to throw up Shrug. and almost hit the people behind me. I would have panicked. We're, I'm not going to keep talking about throw up stories because I got... Brandon was sick for days after that. Oh, yeah. Brandon's my brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just start naming people off. <laughs> oh, oh, I got to think of another scene. Um, See, that made a good memory. I've named two where it's, it reminds me of something. 
we've only done two scenes. Wow, I had a long scene. I yeah, you did. Hey, <laughs> I offered to break it up into two. No, no, no. I think it was good. You needed to put those both in perspective. I did. Um, I like the scene to to bring it down <clears throat> a little bit and something a little bit smaller. I like the interaction, the first interaction with Benny and Smalls, because this movie could have been so different. That's a good scene, yeah. I think of, so I know it's not the same type of movie or anything, don't come at me, but I think of like the Page Master, where you have Macaulay Culkin, who's this little nerdy kid, and all the other neighborhood kids are playing, having fun, and he, when he rides by, they're all making fun of him, and he has not a single friend to to vouch for him or to be like hey don't make fun of him but you got this new kid who all the other boys watch him uh try to play baseball and they're laughing and they're like dude he's such a loser don't let him play and benny gives him a chance and this movie could have gone so differently if he didn't i went the total opposite way with you on that what what movie that made you think of Oh, just the interaction, not the yeah. movie itself, but just the the interaction, I guess. But I, I thought it was very sweet that Benny, even though he's definitely, he was like the um, quintessential cool kid, you know? He made him, he made him feel welcome. He did. And that's why I'm saying he, because Benny was the cool kid and like the leader of the group, you expected him to be mean, but I'm going to put something else so into your, nice. I know, but I'm going to put something else into that perspective for you. Okay. They didn't have anybody to outfield, so... Adding another body kind of helps Benny because Benny has definitely got career aspects <laughs> as a young child. As an unathletic child growing up who was forced to play baseball <laughs> and softball, I too played the outfield a lot and I picked a lot of flowers and chased a lot of butterflies <laughs> and did not catch very many balls. <laughs> I know you didn't get good at it until you were like older. I like we played that game not at good. the at that softball <laughs> that softball thing for somewhere, mm-hmm. and you're catching like big pop flies and everything. I guess I got lucky. I don't know. I feel like I was. But you not caught good multiple. It. <laughs> it's not luck when you do it more than once. I don't know. Benny taught him how to catch a ball with just by saying, "Put your hand in there." <laughs> that yeah, was it. please catch it. And how is Benny that good? He can control the ball, and it's going to go right into how? Pray tell me. He's twelve. I mean, he would grow up to be in the MLB. We didn't know that. I saw it coming <laughs> a mile away. That was my small scene. Precious. <laughs> um, this is, oh, I'm a big fan of the scene where Benny's visited by the babe. I Ooh, love that scene. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's really weird when it op- the closet opens up and it's like all gr- it looks like a TV. That would have scared the yeah. heck out of me. I, I like that they did that. It was a cool effect. It really was. I wish they would do that with more movies. Mm-hmm. Because his bedroom door, does he get up and open it or does it just open and it's like... A, it's the babe. He just pops in. A static screen in his closet. Out comes Babe Ruth. It's such a cool scene because you also have that really good quote where he says, oh my gosh, what is it? Something, something, something. Legends never die. Oh, heroes get remembered. Legends never but die. legends never die. <laughs> My nose is whistling. I can hear it. I'm that sorry. is a that is a great line. That is a good scene. They yeah. picked the right guy to play Babe Ruth. Benny, uh, you knew that something great was coming from him because why would he just get visited by Babe Ruth? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he tells him what to do to get the ball because the whole point of this movie is they're trying to get this ball back. Because mm-hmm. that's what's well, the premise later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess not the entire movie, but a good portion of the movie. Uh, can I add on to this? Yeah. There's a lot of things that lead up to it. 
they have this one day out at the at the sandlot, and they they pitch to Benny, and Benny just knocks the guts out of the ball. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. He split the seams on it and let and just completely knocked the guts out of it. Right. The kids weren't even... Normally, they get mad if one of them hits it over the fence or lose it because they only have one ball for the day to play. Mm-hmm. And even the kids, I don't even think they were mad when that happened. They were just impressed. No, because what can... It's... That's almost an impossible thing. Yeah. I guess we can't say impossible, but yeah. It should have been impossible for a child, which makes me think that it's also exaggerated and didn't actually happen. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a kid's movie. Yeah. No, no. I'm just saying... Because he's telling it as he remembers when he was 12 <clears throat> years old. It, did it really happen like that? Mm, probably. I gotta believe Scotty Smalls on this one. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think he would exaggerate that. He might have exaggerated his home run that led to the horrible things that happened, but yeah. I'm realizing now I wanted to pick other scenes, but here we are. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'm forget. I'm just remembering stuff, and I'm like, shoot, I should have done that. I think for my fourth scene... Um, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going with the pool scene. I'm glad you did because I was going to do it, but I was like, maybe she'll say it first. I know. So I can skip the scene. <laughs> I was waiting to see. Uh, I'm going to go with the pool um, because we've all been there when it's super freaking hot. And you're even like as a kid, I remember being able to withstand a lot of the weather and still be out playing and stuff. Right now, I sit on my front porch on my porch swing and I'm sweating just swinging. <laughs> <laughs> But as a kid, I could run around and I could play football in the back lot and I could and you feel bad, ride my like, bike. and Yeah, like I did that stuff in the heat, but like we did, we went swimming. Yeah. If but, it was that hot, we wouldn't. And I played a lot of baseball. I, don't, I didn't live that far from a baseball diamond. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like there are some days that even as a kid, it was too hot for us and we're like to the pool. Mm-hmm. And we used to have our pool local pool used to be cool and have slides and stuff yeah now it's just lame now it's, it's just, just the pool. pool there's no slides or nothing <laughs> you go to a family's house and do do the same shit right and there's probably less pee in it <laughs> i don't know about that let's not get crazy um but yeah i like the pool scene because squints gets to some of the kids get a highlight in the movie and this is squints where he is just madly in love with the lifeguard who wendy peppercorn yeah she's gotta be at least 16 if not 18 when i was young though i she was a cutie man oh yeah i mean she's blonde she's thin she's fit and little little did i know that she would get killed in a scream movie yeah shows what i know but she um i mean when you think about it he's like 11 or 12 and she's 16 or to 18 a big age gap but he decides that he's gonna you know shoot a shot you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't right. take he he <laughs> did what he had to do and pretends to drown at the pool so she will makes that goofy it. face too oh, I know. that that's the only thing he's like if he wouldn't have made the goofy face it would have been a better scene because <laughs> he has those goofy teeth where he's not quite grown into them yet <laughs> yeah he looks like a cartoon character he does <laughs> And then he like, they get banned from the pool for life after he does that. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my God. (laughs) It's kind of weird though on Wendy's part because when they're leaving and he's looking through the fence at her, she pulls her glasses down to like glare at him, but then she she smirks. I'm like, girl, you did not think that was cute that an 11 year old just made you do mouth to mouth. I like that she took him under his arm like a little boy too. To lead him out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, that's my next scene. 
<laughs> no, it's still a good scene. Like you have uh, Ham do the cannonball. Oh, after ladies. walking out, yeah, <laughs> blowing yeah. kisses to the <laughs> ladies mm-hmm. on the side of the pool. And then his voice cracks, like when you scream. Oh, cannonball! Cannonball! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what's your fourth scene? I'm excited to hear. <coughs> Honestly. My fourth scene would be the uh, Stars and Stripes game. The game they play on the 4th of July. Okay. I thought that'd be your number five. Mm-mm. My number five, I think it's going to surprise you. Oh, okay. We'll but see. I like this scene because you have... It's a community that's, that's together, but the boys are still uh, linked to keeping their friendship in this game. So you have Ham running and getting a hot dog. <laughs> Wait, guys, I'm coming. <laughs> yes, I brought up food again. <laughs> Always got to find a way. <laughs> Somehow. But you get to see all these fireworks and stuff. Like, even they take stop playing baseball to take in this this moment. Yeah. It is cool, though, to play under the stars like that. But you can play because the fireworks are so bright. Yeah, that's a cool moment. It, it makes a great visual for this movie. Yeah. That was fun. That was a fun scene. Smalls, go get your glove. <laughs> Yeah, I figured you'd cover that one. Yeah, that's that's 100% one of my favorite scenes of this movie. Well, I think for my fifth scene, we'll see if we pick the same one. I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to go with the, the pickle. The pickle. Where Benny dis- is, he's made the decision. That to was going to be my ball. last scene. Okay, so you Because wanna- I told you before... But I will pick something different because I, I don't want to take that away from you because that scene is so good. I don't think I I think two of us trying to say it will won't give it enough justice. I'll just what? chime in. I'll just chime in on you on this one. Okay, so after he has this come to Babe Ruth moment, not come to Jesus, but come to Babe Ruth moment, <laughs> where he tells him he can do it, like he's got it in him. Yeah. And so he wakes up and from he, like this fever dream. He's he, like, he I tells know. him, "You're this is what's going to make you a legend, kid." So he says, I know what I have to do. And his friends are like freaking out because he hops the fence and they're like, dude, don't do it. And there's a big standoff. You finally get to see the beast for like. I get cold chills for this scene. <laughs> Legitimately. I feel bad. You should. We, okay. I'll still talk about it. You can talk about it too. I want, and, all um, I want to talk about is when Benny's like cracking his knuckles and stuff after he puts the PK flyers on. Uh-huh. And he hops the fence like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And. That little showdown he has with the beast, I that scene is awesome. It is. Well, you finally get to see the beast full on. And as an adult, you realize it's just like a St. Bernard dog, kind mm-hmm. of. It's and he like, dares Benny. And yeah, it's like this uh, standoff, like you think Old West, where they're just like hovering the music. over their guns. <laughs> yeah, that music. And then he takes off because he's got those brand new shoes on. And he swipes the ball, but then he's he like... slides. It's fun because what happens after that is he thinks, you know, he's made it home free once he jumps the fence, but the beast comes right after him over that fence, breaks the chain, and then ends up chasing him through the whole town. So you almost get to... We have to hear Benny cuss. Oh, that's... What does he say? He does. Oh, shit. That's right. And then the other kid, the other boys just stand there while the beast runs by them. What are they going to do? I know, but the... So the, the chase... It essentially runs you through every scene we just saw in the movie. You see him go past through the, the neighborhood, past the pool, past probably where the fair was. Oh, and he ran through uh, 
that like community center place where they were showing the Wolfman. Yeah, they were showing the great movie. scene. And it's Benny running the entire neighborhood just to end up back in the Beast's backyard. He took long way too. Don't forget. <laughs> and it's this this epic chase between him and the Beast to get this ball back. That's a good scene. Good mm-hmm. call, Megan. That's also the scene where the fence uh, falls falls on the Beast, and then Smalls is like, "We can't do this. He's he's hurt." I know. And then. All the boys stand there and just don't do anything. And Benny, even though he just got chased over the entire entirety of this neighborhood by this dog, he uses his better judgment and he helps lift the fence. And you find out the beast, the beast is really just, he's a good boy. Yeah, he's a big baby. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of scenes that we're going to end up making like honorable mentions. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this wasn't going to be my last scene. I was going to mention it as an honorable mention, but I'll give this one. I really like when this follows that scene. James Earl Jones. Yeah. Uh, when they finally knock on the door to say, hey, we broke the fence and uh, your, dog got your, dog out. Got, your dog got free. <laughs> Why wouldn't you tell me? I would have got it for you. <laughs> Why didn't you just knock on the door? Squints causes a lot of problems in this movie. He's an anta- like a horrible antagonist. <laughs> yeah. I like his character. I think it's funny. I, like I usually Ham's don't ca- I like Ham's character better. Yeah, see, I didn't get on the ham train. <laughs> oh, you didn't, huh? No. <laughs> Seems to me like you would have been on a ham train. Wow. God dang. <laughs> oink, oink. <gasps> Jesus Christ. What? Pork Chop Express. Oh, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, Rude. No, it, it's funny, though, because they all start beating up squints. When he, they're, I would have, too. Because that's the first thing they suggest. They go, Small said, why can't we just go knock on the door? And they're like, no, we can't do that. I hope people got what I was where I was going with that. What? We we're talking about all the uh, that all that pig stuff. I don't know. I I just assumed you were being mean to me. So. Oh, stop it! No, I wasn't. I even made I even made a freaking gesture. That you were gonna punch me? Yeah. Shut up! That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, keep talking about your scene. Keep talking about your scene. Oh my gosh. So you get this little like part where you find out James Earl Jones. Is a former big league baseball player mm-hmm. that was out to chase Babe Ruth, and he knew him and called him by his actual name, George. Mm-hmm. And then to make up for <laughs> Smalls using his dad's baseball, he gives him a ball signed by arguably the greatest baseball team ever assembled, mm-hmm. the 1927 New York Yankees. Crazy. It is insane. Mm-hmm. He literally gave him a ball that's worth like 20 to 30 times more than it was worth by with just Babe Ruth's name on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was called Murder's Row or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a baseball person, but I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess if you had any other honorable mentions, we could throw them out now. Oh, I got them. Oh, okay. I'm a big fan of when we get to hear... Small's talking about what happened to everybody at the end. Some of their yeah. stories were really tragic. Yeah, it ends with them like playing on the ball field and you just see them disappear one you get at that, a time. It, you get the Stand By Me ending. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, I don't know if I really had any honorable mention. Because whatever I didn't <coughs> cover, you did. Mm-hmm. So I think you may have gotten all of mine. Yeah. And there's still scenes we could still mention. Like I like the beginning of this movie where Benny's... Uh, getting ready to play, and Smalls is up in his booth. Like, he stuck with baseball, knew he wasn't good enough to be an actual player, 
but he's still covering it. Like he's a really good sportscaster. Well, and we didn't talk about how Smalls and his stepdad, um, they really start like forming this actual father son relationship mm-hmm. and, uh, they're able to bond over baseball. And even though he did lose the Babe Ruth ball, well, he got it kind of messed up. He mm-hmm. did forgive him a little bit, but forgetting that other ball, <coughs> he was still grounded for a few weeks. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good life. got grounded for a week. I thought it was two. One. It's still a lifetime as a kid. Yeah. When it's summertime, it's like, I only get six I weeks. mean, he'll get to play with his rector sets. Nerd. Yay. <laughs> No, How it's a- crazy is that? In the 60s, for people to pass the time, they're playing like with Erector sets, like actually building stuff. Mm-hmm. I get like really upset when I can't get the remote to like go right into the channel I want. <laughs> I, yeah, like Probably it blows don't. my mind you look at like some of the things people did way back when. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. We are so, so spoiled now. It's true. It is. Like I said, when our uh, power went out, um, we need a record. I didn't sets. want to do it again. <laughs> I didn't no, uh, I did read my books though, so that was fun. I didn't realize how much we appreciated air conditioning until we didn't have air, air conditioning. Oh God! Look, that's one. I I'm sorry. I have to have it. I know. I was fine. Here's the thing. Even Caveman when it got up, when it got up to like 75, 76 in the house, I'm like, you know what? If I'm just sitting here not doing anything, if I'm just reading a book or watching TV, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But if I get up and move, I start sweating. When it got to 80 degrees in our house, I said, screw this. No, yeah. I cannot do this. I couldn't take a crap without sweating. <laughs> like I could take a shower without sweating. That's tr- You're like actively sweating while you're showering. Like I hate that. Just crying. Just <laughs> It's never going to come off. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, you got some trivia. I do. So, Ham got picked solely for this movie because of Son-in-Law. Oh. They liked his character and thought he was memorable enough that he could be memorable in this. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I mean, he's at the comedy kid. What What year did Son-in-Law, Son-in-Law came out? In 93. 90- so, he got rushed huh. right into this one. Why did I think it was and then later? From, then from this, uh, Disney, I think, has a real grudge that they didn't get this movie. Oh. And I think there was some, there's been some things I've read lately because they made their own Sandlot movie. Uh-huh. And it's rumored that they're working on a TV show and a prequel. Oh, boy. Whatever. So they've... Nostalgia's in. Yeah. Plus they redid Mighty Ducks. Yeah. With the Game Changers. So I noticed, even as a kid, like, Disney put Squints and um, Ham in another movie. Together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, and it was a sports movie. Big Green. Yeah, that's right. So you got the Sandlot and the Big Green. You're going to tell me that they aren't, like, somehow, like, like joined at the hip in some way. One's about soccer. The one's about baseball. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. Well, yeah. What else you got? Uh, the guy that plays Benny at the end is actually... Young Benny's real brother. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I did know that one. So they filmed this movie in Utah. How about, does that surprise you at all? Oh, yeah. And I if, don't really think of Utah as, I figured maybe <clears throat> Georgia or something. No, honestly, Utah's also a place that people were filming movies at a, like a large, like a high click. Mm-hmm. 
So what like I think it's lost is they go through extreme weather. Uh-huh. It's either really hot or really cold. Yeah. They don't get a lot of that in between. So the kids kept getting sick during the filming of this movie because one day it would be like 102 and the next day it'd be like 56 degrees. So, and they didn't change stuff. They On a shooting schedule, that's what you're shooting for the day. Like the day that they did um, the scene where they're drinking uh, Cokes and stuff and like Benny, it's so hot. Mm-hmm. It really was like 102 degrees out and they're doing, and they were filming. So, like you pointed out, the kids being sunburnt. Yeah. Well, obviously sunburnt. In the pool. Was it freezing that day? Yes. Okay. 50, 50, 55, 56 degrees. Because I. They were lips were turning purple. As a kid, I remember that. Like, Squint's lips were purple and he he was was shaking. His teeth were chattering, yeah. And I think they tried to pass it as like he was just so nervous (laughs) about Wendy and what he was about to do. And I'm like, nah, he looks cold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they filmed that in Utah. So. They were really stuck with a lot of like just awful stuff with the elements. Ugh. And Squints during that scene at the pool was told by the director multiple times, do not put your tongue in her mouth. Ew. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a lawsuit. I know. <laughs> and Squints, he held, he held true and he didn't do it. Just pinch them lips closed. And the other, the other boys <laughs> tried to dare him to do it. Oh, God. There was a lot of like little like weird things that happen on set like smalls is a kind of a troublemaker Merit really i guess I, you know what you know who i picture him as in real life mm-hmm. i i picture him as the kid from uh peewee's big adventure with the bike oh <laughs> i am ready I- yeah <laughs> roll <laughs> i did it that was a good impression <laughs> action that's i think he's like that about. in real life as a child actor I could see that. He got he snuck help get his older brother to get them tickets to a movie that they weren't supposed to see. Fatal Attraction. Oh. That shows like a woman's Full. downstairs. Full bush. There's just <laughs> no reason kids should have been seeing that movie. No. Or Fatal Instinct. One of those two. It's something fatal. Yeah. <laughs> Susan or Sharon Stone, I think is who it is. We don't even know. <laughs> I, I've only seen part of the movie. And it's not that part. All right. Um, any other trivia? Yeah, there's a lot of trivia. So I just put this together today after watching and looking stuff up. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they, you know, the drugstore, Vincent Drug. I was like, man, they shot this in Utah and there's also a place named Vincent Drug. Mm-hmm. I just now realized Vincent Drug is the same freaking uh, store they used in Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. Is it just like a Hollywood drugstore? <laughs> like... You mean just, a Utah drugstore? No, I'm saying like, is that just any, if they need a drugstore in a movie, Hollywood's no. like, here's a Vincent Drug sign. No, no, no. It, that's the one they used. Mm-hmm. It's just, it happens to be called Vincent Drug. Oh, weird. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> that crazy? Yeah. Because I was like looking at photos and stuff. I'm like, is this the same place? Then got excited and I couldn't wait to talk about it today. Because hmm. I love horror. Love Halloween 4. And seeing that in it. And realized that they also shot in Utah. Mm-hmm. And had to deal with the awful weather there. Ew. Ugh. And a salt lake. <laughs> gross. Gross, gross, gross. Right. There was also uh, a lot of things that happened with the kids on the set. Uh-huh. They played a lot of pranks. And so, like, shooting, the shooting schedule got really bad. 
Oh. So things had to keep getting switched up. The original title for this movie was Boys of Summer. That's, uh, I mean, I just think of the song. I don't know if I can. Uh, right. But that's, it's also, Boys of Summer is a book based off of the, uh, I, th- I believe it's the 1955 Los Angeles Dodgers. Or they would have been the Brooklyn Dodgers then. Well, then I guess that makes sense. Which is funny because the Dodgers are the team most uh, like represented in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like Benny goes on to play for his home team, the the Dodgers. Right. Stuff like that. He's a Dodgers fan growing up. And it happens to be set in 1962. And they switched to Los Angeles in 58. Yeah. There's just a lot of really fun trivia. Like all these guys get together and they have like a, they have a meetup. Mm-hmm. To just discuss the movie and all that, he, uh, the guy that plays Ham, just he lives off this movie. All his stuff he does, merchandise and all that, is based off of that character. It, yeah, <coughs> of all the movies he did, this seems to be the one that stuck for some reason. Yeah, I mean, Big Green didn't didn't really do anything. It's just yeah. the movie that was like stuck in somewhere in like ninety four, ninety five. The only movie I remember seeing him in growing up was Son in Law. I didn't really see anything else with him in it that I can recall. And he's good in it. But I remember Paulie Shore but when I think of that movie. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, but it's just but you get what I'm knew he was in it. And those would be the two. If you asked me what movies he did, I would have told you those two and not known anything else. Right. Um. Well, is that all for your trivia? That's all I'll give right now. There's plenty of trivia on it. And maybe we'll revisit it and I'll give more trivia. Okay. I think that's a good good amount right now. Well, we can go ahead and rate this then. Rewatchability. Um, Arguably... Mm-hmm. This is the best kids movie of the 90s. It's pretty good. I mean, that is um, up to the the water. <laughs> I I can't think of a second one. And I, I, and I did try to think of one. I mean, I do like sports movies, but I don't know. I guess it's... I don't it's even subjective. think it's about the sports. I think it's the it's the kids. It, yeah, it's good. I, I like the movie. I'm not saying I don't like the right. movie. I just don't know. Like Mighty Ducks like, might be right in that conversation, but... It just depends on what you're into. If you like sports movies, then yeah, that's right. be something you would say. Uh, I think I uh, it's a good movie. I'm going to give it a three. I'm giving it a five. Okay. Like I said, it's good for nostalgia, but I I can go a long time without seeing it. It's very quotable and remember, like I can remember it pretty well. I don't need to see it that often. It's because I don't want to watch it too much and then it loses that magic, you know. I think it's a movie you got to have for every summer and spring. See? I think it's also really good for families. And that's why this movie will continue on. And now that it has the Disney machine behind, I can't imagine like it going away. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's had like four sequels made off of it. Yeah, and I never watched any of them. So. I didn't either. I had the first one. Well, we'll get into that probably here in a little bit. The next thing <laughs> we'll cover, well, right now would be the the legacy. Of legacy. This movie. this movie gets brought up a lot. I mean, there's some quotable parts. The most quotable is "You're killing me, Smalls." That is everywhere. Everyone knows that line. And now um, there's the famous uh, hand point. Mm-hmm. The Babe Ruth mm-hmm. impersonation. Yep. Yeah, he even um, reenacted it. I mean, it's a good movie, and I just think I'm only going to give it a three, though, as far as legacy, because as of right now, we don't, I know there's talks of Disney doing something with it. Don't know how it's going to do. Yes, it's still relevant, but it's not like, I don't know. 
it's not in your face. I know. Uh, it has a big following. It, they are at every like movie con or just really any con. Yeah. I think I, if if I'm being fair, I'll give it a four. Uh, last thing we're gonna rate it on is the look and feel of the movie. Music in this movie, top notch. Great '60s music. The Wendy Peppercorn coming mm-hmm. out to this magic moment and stuff like that. Yeah, really good. I liked that she came out. I think it's the Drifters. She came out to two songs by them. And the casting was really good. I did like all the kids. Uh, they did what they were supposed to. Kind of like uh, the Timmons brothers, the repeat and everything. They were yeah. annoying, but that was the point. Like they did really good at being annoying. Very good acting. One. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they casted it well. As far as having it look like the '60s, it's spot on. Sure, yeah, I, I, I could see it. Um, yeah, I think for like this movie has Americana written all over it. Yeah, for the look and feel, I will give this a five for sure. So my overall, I will go ahead and give the movie a four. Again, it's a good movie. You should watch this movie. I just don't want to like. I don't. I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to get burnt out on it. No, I'm not saying you can get burnt out on it. Like there's movies you can watch. Like if you, I think if you average watching it once to one to two times a year, that's the perfect amount for any movie. So I think it's too much. Really? <laughs> Personally. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can go a while without seeing the movie and be fine. So I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm also going to give it a four. Is your overall? Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I just think it, especially for kids, man, this movie is so fun. Yeah. Even watching it as an adult, it still holds up. Like, there's no part of this movie that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it's fun. Even if you're not, like, a sports person, everyone kind of knows who Babe Ruth is, so it's like... The first time you see Smalls when he goes, I don't know, it's some woman named Baby Ruth. Like, yeah. you want to scream with the kids because you the, know. <laughs> the big thing is, like, the baseball part's, like, kind of on the back burner. The movie just happens to revolve around a baseball. Mm-hmm. It's the antics and the shenanigans that the kids get into. Yeah. That really make this movie. And it, it gives you memories that you remember. Yeah. Like, it, it's ugh. so relatable. We didn't even talk about, like, all their attempts at trying to get the ball back before right. the pickle. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's funny and over the top. And, yeah. Erector sets, man. Well, I think it's going to wrap up this week. Yeah. A then... fun episode. I'm really glad we watched the movie, too, because there's just things you forget about the movie because you just go a little bit without seeing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. God dang, John. <laughs> we're going to wrap we, it up for John. We, we said we were sick. You're over there just like gasping for air, burping, <clears throat> farting for all I know. Nobody blowing ass. I just, <laughs> I like belched a little bit because I was going to cough. I kept it together besides my smoker cough and, yeah. or my smoker laugh and whatnot. All right. We'll stop burping in your ears now. And we're, <laughs> if you stick around, we'll have a sneak peek for next week's episode. <laughs> Next week on the Retro Club. The scene, I don't understand why everybody hypes it. Well, I say everybody. Look, <laughs> I worked at a coffee shop and I worked with a bunch of hipsters. I'll be honest. I work with some out there people. And for whatever reason, everyone really likes the watermelon scene. That's I, actually the scene I was going to talk about. 
ew. I mean, I, it was a really, I, I think that's the scene that kind of defines the movie. Like, it's all this underground dancing and stuff. Patrick Swayze's just, like, sweaty and, like, just hip-thrusting into every chick he sees. I think every everybody wants that. But why the watermelon? <laughs> that doesn't answer the, the watermelon. Because they're getting ready to eat some watermelon. I don't know.